0: A ring in endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Well, everybody knows your name. Hello, welcome to the Libro cube My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical LibroCuber List. Today is a very special day. Ah, shit, I would have said that because it's really not. God damn it, you caught me in the lie in the first seconds of the show. Damn it! Now I will have to spend the rest of the show building up the trust that you, the listener, and I, the talker... Talker? Podcaster? Talker. I prefer talker. Should have. Let me start off by warning of the possibility of spoilers as you may not have consumed some of this media that I have. So, you know, that's a possibility uh another thing i should say is that i will push a button that will start a series of five five minute timers where i will talk about things like movies TVs books games internets etc is what's gonna happen uh okay i think uh, we're basically ready to go for me to push button now i'm gonna try although i say this a lot of the times to stick to the timer so fingers crossed You some things. Movie Monologue. Today's Movie Monologue sponsor is Scottish Lozenge. Scottish lodges, Scottish lodge. That's hard to say fast. Scottish lodges, Scottish lodges. Scott, yep. Yeah. that's that's a tough one. That's up there with toy boat, toy boat movie. The first scary movie, two. Yes, if you are following along, uh, you will know that the misses and I are going to watch a scary movie, and I don't mean a horror movie. I mean a movie from the scary movie franchise, just to not get that confusing. And we have had some fucking Abbott and Costello type. Uh, talks about watching this, uh, The Mrs. and I. Oh, you want to watch a scary movie every uh, week for five weeks? And she's... uh, yeah. Who's on first, you might say? That happened. Uh, So uh, we're on the second one, Scary Movie 2, which uh, both The Mrs. and I had the uh, sort of unusualness, if you can call it that, uh, that we think, in fact, are pretty positive that we've both seen this one more than the first one for some reason. And I think that's because this one uh, shows up on TV fairly often. Mm, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I've sort of realized that these will be a little tricky to talk about in that they're basically all the same movie. (laughs) It's a a spoof of uh, whatever pop culture usually, but not always, relegated to the horror genre of the year that it was made. So this came out in 2001, so a lot of the references are from uh, horror movies that came out in 2000, but not just horror movies, like pop culture stuff and uh, like straight up commercial that was popular at the time. <laughs> they, they really delve deep. It's, it's, it's kind of a real snapshot of the era. Uh, in fact, the uh the the quote-unquote hot girl from this one uh as i described her and the missus totally agreed with this assessment she is the sort of quintessential uh looking 90s uh slut she's got the the quintessential 90s slut look uh yeah so you know you got that going for you if uh, that floats your boat 14s are tricked by the professor into visiting a haunted house for a school project that's the backdrop of the film Rating-wise, yeah, it's funny. There's dumb jokes, there's funny jokes. Um, Probably more dumb than funny. Uh, What's his name? Andy Richter's in it. Yeah, he's good. He plays a priest. Uh, What's the fucking guy with the tiny hand? Chris, right? Chris something. Chris, Chris, Chris. Uh, Why don't they put the cast and crew? He's probably got the most screen time of... Like anyone in the movie, Chris, 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 Elliot, Chris, Elliot, Chris, Elliot. Yeah, uh, he, he kind of steals the show a little bit with his tiny, tiny hand. Oh, God, that's uh, fun and dumb and full of laughs, huh? So rating wise, I'll go like a four-ish, Yeah. I I would watch this again. Uh, it was something the Moses and I also both agreed on is that this is a movie that they play on TV a lot, and it's kind of one where when you see it, you'll you'll stop and you know watch a couple of minutes because it's very, uh, very digestible in small bits. Okay, so next is oh I, I took way too much time on that. Uh, an evening with Beverly Luff Lynn, not Lufflin. That's two names, Luff Lynn. Uh, Lulu Danger's unsatisfying marriage takes a turn for the worse when a mysterious man from her past comes to town to perform an event called An Evening with Beverly Lynn for one magical night only. This movie is fucked up, and I very much enjoyed it. Probably for that reason. We've got Aubrey Plaza, Jermaine Clement, uh, Matt Berry, Craig Robinson, Maria Bamford. We've got tons of names in this thing. Uh, of actors and actresses who quite often do weird movies, this included. And uh, I love a weird movie, a a darkish comedy, I would say this. Uh, Yeah, definite dark comedy. And if you're at all someone who has listened to uh, multiple episodes, you will know that dark comedies tend to be my favorite genre. So, uh, that's why I think I can give this a 4+. Uh, moving on, because I got a speed, Dark Horse, which is another dark comedy. Huh, how about that? uh, It says comedy, uh, comma, drama. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, romance blooms between two 30-somethings in Arrested Development. An avid toy collector who is the dark horse of the family and a depressed woman on the rebound. Mm, romance? Yeah, I suppose, but love question mark yeah this one's probably darker and less funny rating wise I think I'd go three-ish maybe a little higher than three which god timer if you're unfamiliar enjoyed while watching but probably wouldn't watch again as a three and I think yeah I think I could say that I don't really have a desire to see this again last but not least uh, uh, the Hateful Eight. Ah, three hours and seven minutes. Ooh, geez, that's a long one. I don't know if this is my second or third watching, but uh, I, I, every once in a while, particularly with Quentin Tarantino movies, sometimes you just get in a mood where you gotta watch them. Uh, in this one, I felt like I, I it had faded from my mind enough that I wasn't quite uh, sure what was gonna happen. And uh, that's when I'll rewatch movies. Like this that I know I love. Uh, that I know I had given five in probably a pe- previous podcast episode. Yeah, this is from 2015. Podcast started in 2012. So this must have been in a previous one. And I must, I assume, gave it a five out of five. You know That's a good question. I wish, uh, you know what, like really huge popular podcasts. Like your, your Adam Carolla's and ones where there's like stats to be tracked. Uh, how did this get made is probably a good example. Uh, you'll have a fan who, like, uh, goes through all the episodes and, like, tracks stuff like what ratings I gave everything. So, you know, that'll never happen, but (laughs) it's a fun thing to think about. Uh... Today's television talk sponsor is the Gaslight Cafe. Thank you for that sponsorship. Uh, For this television talk in which we are talking television, specifically The Marvelous Miss Maisel, which is a... uh, Is this only on Amazon? Amazon... uh, Yeah, Amazon Video. Okay, so yeah, uh, Amazon... uh, Amazon Original, which uh, I haven't watched too much. Actually, I think the only other Amazon Original I've watched is... Uh, the grand tour which is uh, basically uh top gear <laughs> anyways uh this one i think a whole bunch of awards and uh one of the characters on it although he's not on it, excuse me every episode is uh, kevin pollock who whenever he comes up on this podcast i like to mention the fact that he was the very first podcast i ever listened to was his uh as i say uh, i came for the levar burton and stayed for the kevin Pollack. Uh, he's one of the reasons I'm doing this basically being the first podcast, uh, learning the medium from him and what was possible with it and sort of branching out from there. Uh, so, you know, thanks for that. And, uh, he mentioned it on his podcast, uh, and, and the fact that he was involved, I, I didn't really know in what capacity I assumed acting, uh, sort of drew me over to it. And, and plus the fact this, this definitely falls in the category uh, and I find it happens with a lot of things. When you listen to as many podcasts as I do, there's there's sort of just things, uh, movies, TVs. That's usually what it is. Sometimes books, I guess. Uh, where y- you'll just be listening to podcasts, and uh, and like in a week you'll hear friggin' like twenty people mention one thing and uh, how much they love it. And and this definitely falls into that category where whenever it came up on a podcast from whoever was saying it, they would say how much they enjoyed it. And after watching the first season, I can verify that, wait for it, it is very, very good. In fact, why don't I go ahead and get the rating out of the way? Easy, five out of five. Yeah, very, very good um the missus and i watched it together i will admit as with a lot of things that are not maybe 100 percent just normal boring stuff it took a little convincing to get her to watch it which drives me insane and let me tell you why i have a very good track record of making her watching th- making her watch things and then afterwards her saying oh yeah that was really good Uh, But there's always convincing, and the thing that further drives me, this has nothing to do with Marvelous Miss Maisel, well, maybe it does, uh, is the fact that uh, I, I can beg and plead and cajole and convince and do a fucking PowerPoint presentation to get her to watch something like this, or someone at her work or someone just in her everyday life can say, oh yeah, I heard that was good, and then she'll be like, okay, yeah, let's watch that. So, what's that about? What's that about? Uh, okay, if you're unfamiliar with the show, a little bit of a divergence there. Uh, it, it's about a woman from uh, 1958 New York. Um, she is married to a man. Uh, they are both Jewish. She, uh, the, the, the man, the, uh, the husband, takes a crack at uh, stand-up comedy, and he is bad at it. <laughs> bad, and uh, does one of the worst comedy sins that you can do, and uh, stole a joke. Slash act from somebody. Um, she, it turns out, through a series of events involving booze quite often at first. Learns that she actually has the knack for being good at it. So, uh, that's what this show explores. A, a 1958 Jewish upper uh, upper middle class? Or just upper class? Mm, we'll say upper middle class. That sounds better. Uh, upper middle class uh, housewife learning comedy, stand-up comedy, and the sort of dark, seedy underbelly that that quite entails, quite often entails even, is a proper sentence. Uh, it's, it's very, very funny. Uh, the Her actual stand-up, um, come see, come saw, hit and miss, uh, usually hit, but uh, I, I think what I like about this most is someone who considers themselves a student, I guess, of stand-up comedy, someone who knows... And has listened to, jeez, uh, hundreds? Yeah, I think I could probably go hundreds of hours of comedians talk of uh, the craft of comedy. And knowing, like, some behind-the-scenes stuff. And has a has a, I think, in-depth knowledge of comedy. Whoever wrote the show really sort of did their... Um, did their research well. Uh so so on that alone I would give high marks, but uh, definitely easy for me to give it a five out of five. Highly recommend. Can't wait for season two, which is uh in the works, I think. Yay! Conan the librarian. Don't you know the Dewey Decimal system? <sighs> today's book banter the reason I stumbled that I bet is because this is not a book banter no 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 it's rather a TV game mashup yeah it's unheard of I think possibly maybe I don't know but the sponsor is nibbler thank you nibbler Uh, yeah I hadn't finished my book I'm reading a Norm Macdonald uh, his his book I don't know if he's written more than one book so I'll just say his book Hmm. Uh, and hadn't finished it, so because I had some TVs and games to clear up, I thought I would do so. I thought I would do so. Uh, okay. So uh, the uh, the the television. Is uh, Doctor Who. Yeah, well, I'm not going to throw it in conversation cleanup post credits today. No, no, no. I thought I would jam it in here or jelly it in if you prefer. Doctor Who, Series 11, Episode f- Number 5, The Something Conundrum. T S U R A N G A. Silent T, we'll say. Yeah, let's say it's a silent T, then it's Surinanga Conundrum. They probably said it in the show, but I don't remember how they pronounced it. And that's not what we're really here to talk about. This has a very good, uh, just like the last one with the giant spiders. This has a good classic Doctor Who feel in that it's like, uh, they're in space and shit's going real, real awry. Uh, uh, What I like about the, uh, conundrum mm, is the fact that there's two things that are going very, very wrong. Uh, I'm going to try not to spoil this, um two things going very very wrong that uh you kind of have to fix both because if you just fix one it won't matter <laughs> uh so so that's cool uh that's a cool idea and seemingly it's like jesus christ <laughs> they're fucked uh which i i, I don't know is it the season Like, there was that episode where it's like, uh, boof, they're floating in space, (laughs) about to die. Uh, And now this one where it's like, seemingly they're getting into situations even more than normally the Doctor does where Death is like, Jesus Christ, how the hell are they going to get out of this? So, uh, very, very good. Uh, Digging Jodie more and more. uh, Digging the Companions more and more. Some good comedy without giving story away. Uh there's a pregnant dude <laughs> in this episode and uh the two uh, male companions sort of have to deal with that a little bit which uh which is funny. Uh all the women are doing sort of smart things, saving uh, saving their asses the men are just like <laughs> freaking out about a pregnant dude which uh which I enjoy. Uh, yeah, highly recommend, uh, looking forward to, uh, next episode. Okay, moving on to some games. Yes, uh, Baldur's Gate 1 on my, uh, mobile device and Baldur's Gate 2 on my laptop. Yes, I'm combining both of these talks. Uh, Baldur's Gate and, uh, Baldur's Gate 2 are games that, uh, very, very, very high on my nostalgia factor, uh, pfft. Uh, played them on the PC way back in the day when they came out and just played the the ever-loving shit out of them. And they are games that, god, I feel like once a year even, uh, that I'll dust off and uh, start a replay. Now, the, the the sad thing about it is, uh, in my replays, I don't know how often, but I know it's very infrequent that I've completed them. Uh, I feel like I've played <laughs> the first parts of these games More times than I can count. Like, I'll sort of start, play the initial a little bit, and then have my nostalgia itch scratched, I think is kind of how it feels like. Um, My hope, my thought, is that since Baldur's Gate, uh, the first one, is on, uh, I I could play it on my phone um maybe i'll work my way through it a little bit although i'm doing it quite slowly i will say something about mobile gaming i don't know i i think it's because i have so many non-mobile games to play uh that i i I don't do it as much as i feel like i want to almost (laughs) it's hard to explain um the controls are okay Uh, i think if you had it on an ipad instead of uh how i have it on my uh, my little phone it would be better but uh but but still it is pretty good and um, you can set it to a difficulty where, even though it's hard to control, you're not going to run into too many issues where things are trying to kill you. Like, uh, there's like a story mode where basically you can't die. Um, Baldur's Gate 1 and Baldur's Gate 2 have always gotten a 5 out of 5 for me. And uh, in these new iterations, uh, like, I, I still, for nostalgia alone, have to give it that. It's just the fact that. I don't know why I can't seem to c- play them to their completion. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll come back if I end up beating Baldur's skin on the phone. I feel like the two on the laptop, I was just doing that because it's a good couch game. Uh, now that I have it, uh, just sort of chilling on the couch, have it on the laptop while watching stuff. You know, we'll see, we'll see. today's game gabin sponsor is uh desert steel ingots thank you for that sponsorship okay i uh, got two games uh, actually uh going through games pretty quick here. I think in anticipation for Fallout 77, uh, 77. Ooh, maybe that'll be the next one. Fallout 76. Uh, I've been trying to do a little, uh, video game cleanup, uh, for all the things I have on Steam that I haven't played yet, as I will do from time to time. So today I have Moonlighter and Project Zomboid. Oh, uh, Moonlighter. Very, very fun. Uh, I like Any game where it'll take something you've done a million times and then add something that sort of really switches it up a bit. In this case, uh, it takes a dungeon-crawly game. uh, Like Baldur's Gate? No, not really. Well, just in terms of you're going into a dungeon and you're getting loot. It does have that. But, adds the addition of the fact that when you're not doing that, you go back to your home slash store and sell the loot uh that you brought back yeah so it's like a um a, a shop management game with a dungeon looting game uh, jammed together like some sort of uh insane peanut butter and jam and uh it, it actually works well uh it, it did get good reviews when it came out i think i got it in the last steam summer sale I just hadn't played it yet and uh i, I gotta say a lot of fun uh it's interesting how you figure out how much things are worth I suppose you could just go online and see you know What should I sell this for uh, your store gets bigger uh, you you upgrade that you can upgrade your equipment uh, RPG elements not really just in terms of your store and your equipment not really your character per se is Oh should I forget anyways um, rating wise Jeez, uh I, I think I'd go four just because again three enjoyed while playing but wouldn't play again but uh I could see myself dusting this off again um yeah. So, that's that's a good one. Uh, moving on to Project Zomboid. Ah, I saw... Uh, this is a game where I saw... And I don't know how often I've done this, actually. I saw a streamer, uh, in this case uh, Sheriff Eli, who I highly recommend. You check him out. I saw him playing this, and it looked really sort of up my alley. Uh, it looked fun. And uh, I got to verify that yes. Yes, it is. Uh, it's still in beta, I do believe. Which uh, I do try to avoid... Uh, buying games that are still in beta. That being said, there is a fully flushed out game, I would say. Uh, it's all uh, sort of top-down, isometric pers- perspective. You can zoom in and out, but you can zoom way out, so where you can see like an entire horde of, you guessed it, zombies uh, that you have to escape from. Uh, and you're, you're you're doing... You're not just running from zombies, you're not just shooting zombies, you're not just hitting zombies with an axe, no, no, no. What you're trying to do is to survive uh, in this post-apocalyptic zombie world by uh, gathering resources. Yeah, it's got a bit of that. If you don't like that, there's no reason that you would like this. <laughs> uh, and you're sort of trying to uh, get better, learn new skills, uh, build fortifications. Uh, you're basically just trying to survive. You've got to eat, you got to drink, uh, you got to sleep. you got to keep your brain entertained by, say, reading a magazine and... Um, explore, which is always sort of the fun of these games, I find, is exploring looking for new things uh, upgrading yourself your equipment uh, yeah, it's very in-depth for what the visuals are portraying, because it's a very simple visuals, like, it almost looks like you're just looking at a map, uh, but when you zoom in, you can see your character and what's going on around and there's different difficulties as well, uh, you can start off Uh, like one week after the events of whatever happened happened, uh, where there's still electricity and running water and stuff like that. Or you can start like six months after where uh, the sort of infrastructure has been a little, uh, degraded and there's no more electricity, no more water, uh, winter's coming. So that's something else you've got to, uh, pay attention to. The other thing is this has the steam workshops so people build their own maps, uh, uh, and own scenarios and, and that's what I think this is missing and is coming uh, is the scenarios uh, right now I think it's sort of just you go in and you play around and you'll have fun but there's not really an end game yet I kind of don't think but uh, since it's still in beta and I, th- I think it's pretty popular and I think they're still working on it uh, I could see potential that'll i'll play this again so for that reason I'll go four plus no you know what I'll go four with uh, additional potential to play again and raise my rating. How about that? Convoluted rating, as I do. Lovely. (laughs) Charlie, Charlie bit me. Friday, Friday, gotta get down on me. Uh, Is this real life? Internet intercourse. I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Tangerine Nightmare. Thank you for that sponsorship. Okay, item of the first is an interesting one that I thought I would throw in internet intercourse because it doesn't really fit anywhere else. And that is buying pot from the Canadian government. Yes. Uh, I live in Canada. Uh, pot is now legal in Canada. I have purchased pot. The end. uh yeah uh, so interesting to be able to buy pot online from the canadian government uh in my particular case from the ontario government as i live you guessed it in ontario uh so did it for one reason mainly uh, and that is i take a sleeping pill every single day or should i say i did question mark uh, yeah, uh, it's sleep issues uh, tied with depression, tied with various, as I have always called them on the podcast, brain issues, uh, have led me to really, really not like not getting sleep for the reason that I go crazy. <laughs> Just to sum it up, we'll say that. Uh, so uh, I have taken a sleeping pill every night for probably years at this point. Yeah, it got to be years. Uh, it's not good for you. Uh, like, I, I take a, a milder one compared to ones you can get, but, but even still, long term, they're, they're, they don't really know what it is. It's probably not good. It's probably not good to do that. So, uh, I went to doctors and asked of the possibility of a prescription, but uh, it was sort of poo-pooed, uh, and they just quote-unquote didn't have enough information on it yet. Uh, So, you know, I just sort of continued on as I did. Now, when this opportunity came along to uh, get pot, uh, I decided to jump on. And I got to say, I am about a week in, and I haven't taken a sleeping pill since I have had pot. So that right there, pretty, pretty, pretty impressive, I would say. Um, The sort of interesting thing is... Uh, I, what The one I bought was called Tangerine Dream which uh, of drug names I've heard the list is small but one I have heard of is Tangerine Dream. Uh, the, uh, the, the interesting thing is I, I'm finding it easier to go to sleep which has always been my main thing. Uh, not waking up in the middle of the night, which I never really did anyways. Once I'm asleep, I'm pretty much asleep. But the, the, the strangest thing is, of all is I tend to be waking up earlier than I used to, but also feeling more refreshed still. So, like, uh, I usually get up around 5, 530 and I've been getting up closer to 4.30, which is, you know, way too early when you say it out loud. But I've been feeling more refreshed than when I have been getting up at 5.00, 5.30. Uh, this is during the week I'm talking. So very, very interesting, that. Uh, now, as far for how I'm going to... Uh, to get this into the internet intercourse you have to buy it online in ontario right now there's nowhere where you can physically go and buy it and uh that took a hell of a long time uh the site's fine uh that you buy it from Uh, it all works well (laughs) one sort of dumb thing is like they have uh pictures right yeah okay you're buying something you want to see a picture now all the pictures are just of the containers and the packaging like no pictures of the actual pot itself so that's a strange thing like they took a lot of time and detail and took all these hundreds of pictures of fucking, of all the pots uh, but none of the actual you know flour itself it's just of the containers so it's weird uh the other thing that this needs um is either f- in conjunction with Or just links to I don't know don't know how they would do it is reviews Uh, what I did was looked what they had and then go on Leafly which if you are at all familiar with pot you're probably familiar with the website Leafly where it gives reviews and lets you know about each strain so I use the uh, if you're on Ontario or if you're in Canada at all I would recommend using uh, that site to sort of determine a pot that's right for you. So there you go. That's, uh, that's my story. Uh, it's just sort of an interesting thing. Oh yeah. Uh, the site's good, but the shipping, uh, horrible. <laughs> it said it should take a couple of days. It took, oh wait, you know what? I wrote it down. Okay. So, uh, ordered October 17th, which was the first day you could order <laughs> and received October 20, uh, October, uh, sorry. Yeah. October 22nd. No, that's, Receive Monday. No, that's not right. Placed order October 17th. Um, Received 22nd. Yeah, I think it took... Oh no, that was the bong I bought. Yeah, I bought a bong too from Toronto Hemp Company. That, I I ordered the pot and the bong on October 17th. The bong I got on the 20th. And the weed I got on... Let me just look at a calendar. I, I thought I wrote it down. Uh, 5th, 31st. I think I got it on the 5th. No, that's not right. Yeah, the, f- the 4th. No, no, I picked it up on the 2nd. Yeah, November the 2nd. So it took, like, a couple of weeks. Hopefully that was just the initial run. Although uh, the missus and I had a look yesterday at the site, and it seems like they're sold out of a lot. So hopefully the whole supply and demand thing, they get figured out. Oh, shit. Uh, I spent way too much time on that, so uh, let me just do the last things quick. Uh, Harland Williams and Michael Rosenbaum make a lick my greasy-ass sandwich on Something's Burning. That's with Bert Kreischer, which uh, is an internet show that I've uh, talked about a couple times. Basically, Bert Kreischer will come on. He will quote-unquote cook. Uh, stuff for them. Uh, it's an internet cooking show with comedians, and it's hilarious. And I love Harland Williams, so I had to bring it back. Michael Rosenbaum, uh, seemingly, uh, Jesus, uh, like I've I've been listening to his podcast. Man, that guy's like funny. I don't know. It's just you don't you kind of don't expect him to be as funny as he is. I think it's because I used to watch Smallville, and uh, I don't know. He just didn't have the opportunity to stretch his comedy chops on that show, I guess. Uh, last but not least, oh no, two things. Wow, Uh a funhouse playing a game called Dark Messiah is also comedy gold, and I finally, finally finished a, a podcast. Well, f- did finish, but got caught up to a podcast called uh, D&D Character Lab. Uh, this is with Garen and Dan. Uh, what it is, uh, they create characters, and then they sort of battle them uh, against each other. Battle not in the sense that they're rolling dice and uh, actually battling, but uh, just trying to determine which of their characters is quote-unquote better. Uh, and it's very, very cool. It, it says, the like, the sort of tagline is... Uh, They're they're doing something that people who play in D&D love to do, and that is just sort of randomly create characters. Uh, And I can verify the fact that, yes, every once in a while I'll just get an itch to uh, create a cool uh, character. Like, I I got one uh, I want to play really bad, and I might be, fingers crossed, I might be starting a new D&D campaign playing in one uh, in the next few weeks, so... I'll maybe let you know on that. Folks, I really rambled in this internet intercourse, but uh, that'll happen from time to time. It's nice to be nice to the nice.